Hello, welcome to Emerging Motherhood. My name is Anitza. Today I'm alone. I usually have a co-host, Mandy. She had a rough weekend. I'll let her explain. So she's not with me. Also, I'm going to talk about, we're going to take a break from everything to talk about Love is Blind. Because if you're not watching it, okay, stop the podcast, go watch Love is Blind because I'm going to have so many spoilers on season two. I already watched season one when that one came out. Oh my God. I binge watched season two of Love is Blind and I have so many opinions. First of all, I love dating reality TV shows. I, another one that I really love is Married at First Sight. That one I do like a little bit more. I feel like the science behind it, there's actual science behind it. Like they truly study people and, and like do these profiles and get a, and like scour and pair people up based on like so many things. And then they get married at first sight. That one I really like. Love is Blind is kind of similar because if you're unaware, there's a reality dating show on Netflix called Love is Blind. And the premise of the show is people date in these pods so they can't see each other. All they can do is speak to each other. There's like little microphones and little speakers so they can just hear each other kind of through the wall. And that's how they talk and get to know each other. And then through this sort of experiment, at some point they come to realize, some of them come to realize that they have fallen in love and they want to get married. They do have an opportunity after the pods, they take a little vacation usually to like Mexico or somewhere. And then they, after that, they head home. Cause I guess however they do the casting, these people do genuinely live in the same city. So they can kind of go home and kind of pick up where they left off. And they do, they, after their little honeymoon, they all moved back to their city, the city of Chicago, and they moved back to their cities. They resume their lives And they meet each other's families and they start planning and preparing for a wedding. And then they get married about a month later or they're supposed to. That's the premise of the show. So, okay. And then the cliffhanger is at the end, you get to the wedding and then you're, you're seeing if, if the people said yes or no, because you, they don't know. And you don't know, like you have no idea, but they have no idea what they're going to say either. So anyway, it's all that to say it's like a reality dating show and Mandy was like I am super not into those so she had no interest in watching it I couldn't help it but so normally she'd be with me she had a rough weekend she'll explain next time she's on but either way this isn't her shit so it's like we're sneaking away just you and me we're sneaking away to talk about love is blind oh my god it's so good okay first thing that I noticed this cast of people is so different from the first season of people. I I don't know if they're younger. I don't think that's the case. I'm like trying to think and I remember they just seem younger. They all have very clear and obvious huge red fucking flags that you're like, wait, what? Well, the ones that have red flags. There's a couple of them seem cute and I I have hope for them. A couple of them I had hope for and then I was like, wait, what? And then the ones that I, most of them, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Because it is really wacky because, okay, here's another thing. It's not like there's like psychology that goes into this. It sounds like it's just a 
bunch of singles that meet like a certain criteria as far as like being single and ability to like participate in the show. But it's not like there's psychology behind it. Like I was saying with Married at First Sight, where they genuinely take like personality structures and scientifically try to match you up with somebody. This is truly just truly blind, blind dating, getting to see how how can you react to somebody when you've made an emotional connection and then you're exposed to their physical appearance because obviously looks are a distraction. Side note, for me, looks genuine. I feel like I'm one of those people that's almost like face blind. Like I'm not, obviously I remember people's faces and stuff, but it looks really don't matter to me. I've dated, I'm 5'9", and if you were to meet me in real life, I'm pretty tall. I'm 5'9". I have dated somebody that was 5'2". I I mean, gen- generally end up dating people shorter than me. I've dated people that are like very, very heavier than dad bod to dad bod to athletic. I genuinely go off of how I connect with somebody and the vibe and like the connection and the feelings and the emotional availability and stuff like that. That's what would really turn me on to somebody to make me want to like date them. And I personally do think that that can carry you through physical attraction because, okay, getting back to love is blind. There's one couple that meet shake and deep D talk about a motherfucking coin deeps is if you watch the show to the very end and watch the reunion, you will bow to queen deeps. Cause she is such, she is such a queen because I guess homeboy was talking. Okay. He had the problem of, wow, we have such a strong connection. He really spoke highly of her when he spoke about her, like as a, as a wife and as a, a friend, but he put such a huge obsession on her looks. And I guess from watching the reunion, he even was being just really mean about it. It was not, it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm not really that attracted to her. I don't know if I can get over that. He was like, making low blows and being really scummy about it. And so that sucks. And then also watching the reunion, the way he he does put such an emphasis on physical looks. Like, homie, you're not that great looking yourself. Uh, you've got some 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 shit you can work on. You're not a 10. You're wanting a Barbie, but do you look like Ken? No. So why don't you sit the fuck down? Because Deepthi was the fucking best. You literally the best you were ever going to get. And I'm not, that's not to put down other women. That's to say like, you were so blind, 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 blind with looks. All you could see was looks that you missed out on the most perfect person who is absolutely stunning and you know that every time you saw her for the first time, Shake, <laughs> I'm so annoyed with him. I'm so annoyed with Shake because I was rooting for him so bad because it seemed like when they were dating, he was looking within. And Vanessa Lachey even said as much in the reunion. She's like, yo, for a minute, I thought you were being self-reflective. And we thought, oh, my God, some growth is happening. And then I don't know if he was like. I don't know why they never consummated their relationship, but he even says it in the in the reunion. They never did. He never took it there. And that's you didn't even give her a fucking fair shot. That's such bullshit. And I ma fucking love that Diti got all dolled up and dressed up in her traditional gown, showed him what he was going to miss out on 
and just mic dropped and was like, no, I don't. Bye. And walked out there like the motherfucking queen she is. Deepthi is such a fucking queen. I can't, I cannot, I don't know. I honestly don't know if I would have had the strength to do what she did, especially at the age that she did, because I'm pretty sure she's like in her late 20s or something. But I don't know that I would have had the nerve to do what she did. And it took a lot of fucking nerve. And then get this fucking homeboy's mom goes and like consoles Deepthi and is like, you know what? You were right. And like, good for you. That is a mom. That's a good mom. That's a good woman who's all about she she knew her son was wrong and she went and comforted the right person in that situation. Okay, talk about queen shit right there. Fucking love that shit. Okay, next couple that fucking drove me insane. Danielle and Nick. He, okay, all I have to say about them is he, she is so insecure. So outrageously insecure. It gets in her own way. And then she is super toxic with that insecurity. Her, she says so many, everything she says is about like how much he fills her and how much he completes her and how much she needs him. And that is, that's putting way too much pressure on one person. And then homeboy, all he wants to do is fix her. He thinks, oh, love can fix everything. I can fix her. I can love her correctly. And they are an interesting couple. I wish them well. I will never wish harm on anybody. I wish them well, but it is a wish and I will be with my popcorn ready because they, even in the, in the reunion, something about them is, is a little bit fishy. And I mean, her insecurity is, it, it looks like it is torturous. Like she is just tortured by it because God, Ooh, oh my god okay the next couple that I wanted to touch on because they don't really piss me off that much they just deserve a little bit of a little bit of something something fucking Mallory and Salvador oh my god first of all first of all both of them are fucking gorgeous Mallory with her beautiful curly hair and her skin and her everything Salvador so fucking handsome. And she, none of them had a problem. They were both very attracted to each other. But Salvador and his grand romantic gestures. I was like, what? But then, okay, Mallory had a really good point. Some chick showed up to his sister's house, you know, crying and all upset that he went through the experiment. But he made it a big deal that he was bringing Mallory to meet his sisters. And then he's acting like this girl was nobody but how could she be nobody? But she also met, went to go meet your sisters. Like, what, homie, what? You know what I mean? Like, but then seeing him in the reunion, like he genuinely seemed, he was very protective of, of their story and what happened and didn't really want to get into details, which maybe that's just to cover his own ass though. You know, I don't know. I don't know how I've, he's, and you know what? It's a TV show. They edit it funny. I don't know everything about everything. I just know that there's no way for us to know the whole story, but what I do know about them makes me just feel a little bit weird, but a little bit sad because it seemed like they were so good together. And it seemed like, okay, they seemed like they had so much pain in their little hearts at the reunion that I'm like, gosh, and they didn't seem too fucking toxic. They just seemed a little all over the place. 
Well, no, because him and the girl thing. Yeah, no, no, no. I would have done the same thing. Okay. See, sometimes I just got to talk it out, and then you figure it out. <laughs> okay. Who was the next couple that pissed me off? Oh, okay. Jared and Iana. They didn't piss me off. They're adorable. I think I think they're going to try really hard, and I think they're going to they're going to do what they set out to do. They seem to be, I mean, unless he goes out and stuff. Cause I know that was one of the issues. Like he wasn't like settling down his lifestyle, but either way, they seemed really cute. They were like kind of, there's nothing to really talk about with them. They were just adorable. She needs to get over her insecurities, but I think once they got married, that really helped her. So she looked beautiful with her braids. She's adorable with her little short hair. I just, I love them. They're adorable. I love, okay. You know what I really loved about Jared and Iyana? He was so generous with his praise to her. He was always like raving about her, calling her so beautiful. It was like really hard. It was really sweet. I I would love to be treated the way he treats his wife, the way, the, the way that they showed it on the show. You know what I mean? Okay. Next couple that I want to talk about. And it's a tri tr- triple couple. <laughs> Fucking Shane and Natalie. Okay. You know what? Their relationship is a great example for me because the last dude I dated when we broke up, of course you always feel like everything is their fault, but watching them was really similar to my relationship a a little bit in some ways. And I could see from the outside, Natalie was a little bit off. Like she did exactly what Shane said he couldn't stand. Somebody who like all their jokes and their way of flirting is being mean spirited and not going to lie. I totally agree. I do not like that shit because a lot of people say like, oh, jokes, always have a a hint of truth in them. So if you're giving me a mean spirited joke and I'm, it's, I'm the butt of this mean spirited joke. It makes me think like, well, do you kind of not like me and you don't know how to tell me? So you're just going to be like mean to me in an underhanded way. I just fucking hate it. I do not like it. And then they, in the reunion, they showed a couple clips where she was like, you're such an asshole. And she was like, are you fishing for compliments? And she was like, I fucking hate you. Or like, she just had made a couple like Ugh, super negative comments that genuinely hurt his feelings. And then good for him. Homeboy was genuinely like, Hey, I don't like that. And then she kind of didn't stop. I guess they had some kind of big blow up argument. Who knows what happened, but it was good to watch them to see, like, it's always good to always look within and see how did I participate in this, the failure of this or whatever, because even if it was meant to fail, even if it wasn't going to work out, even if it was mostly the other person's fault, how did you contribute? Because you were a part of it. Was it just because you sat there and just participated longer than you should have? You know what I mean? Like, or made yourself available to it longer than you should have? Because that in and of itself isn't looking out for you, you know? So like, yeah, maybe you're not being toxic back. You're not being reactive. You're not doing anything but you're still sitting there and allowing it to happen. You're allowing that energy out into the world. And you were not put here just to be a doormat and just to take somebody's bullshit. So that's, you know, there's that. I don't know. I really liked watching Shane and Natalie and how good for her. She, she, she for sure chose herself again, super fucking proud of all the women on that show that 
that did choose themselves and were like really true to themselves. Because speaking of Natalie and Shane, there's Shayna. She owned all her shit and good for her. Because that was the only proper way to handle that. She handled that shit like a fucking queen. Because she was not, it wasn't a good look on the show. She was like not being honest, not being forthcoming. The only thing I will say to Shayna is, girl, I was once you. I was a committed, godly woman. And I needed my my husband to be in church and it was used as a tool to manipulate and abuse me. And I know that that sounds so far-fetched, but it's more common than you would think. Religion is used so often to control and manipulate women. And I also, the hypocrisy of most of your conversations were sex-led. You don't really follow any of the other tenets of the Bible. You're definitely you know, having sex and preparing to have sex with whatever this person is. But, oh gosh, he doesn't believe, he doesn't say he believes in God and walk into a building on Sunday mornings for a couple hours. So I can't be with him. Like I felt so bad for Kyle in that situation, that little love triangle thing. And again, all credit to Shayna. She totally owned up to her bullshit, her mistakes, but still I felt so fucking bad for Kyle. And I totally understood him. But I understood her so much that I was like, no, Kyle, no, it's never going to happen. I knew it would never happen between them. And it's sad. But hold the fuck up. Because if anybody is paying attention to social media, did you know that Kyle and Deepti are most likely having a fling? Because in the reunion, Kyle was like, the biggest mistake I made was I should have proposed to Deepti. Because they have obviously edit the show down. So we don't see every connection that's happening. There's mad more people that go on the show than actually make it to this. They cut a lot of shit down. They cut a lot of shit out. And I guess Kyle and Deepthi were kind of in, in a thing too. It just wasn't the storyline they went with. And he's like, I just, I love her so much and I should have proposed to her. So, and he just posted a TikTok where he like, it's like a transition one. And he kind of peeks and shows her behind him in the background so it's very, very, very heavily rumored that they're dating now, which is beautiful. Good for them. Ayana and Jarrett, Sal and Mallory, Shane and Natalie, Deeps and Shake, Nick and Danielle. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, they were all some interesting people. Also, okay, here's another big thing that I noticed kind of collectively with all of them. They are so weirdly jealous and insecure because they'd be like, Okay, Ayana, this was the one thing with her that annoyed me with um, Jarrett and Mallory because Jarrett had a connection with Mallory and she was one of his, you know, top people. Here's what he asked Mallory. If I were to ask you to marry me, what would you say? He was kind of just feeling her out. He wasn't proposing to her and she said no. And I wish that that was something she understood more. And then at the conversation, he had like a kind of inappropriate conversation with Mallory. They both did like behind their partner's backs, like after they had both been engaged and it was like they all came together at a little bonfire. He had a semi inappropriate. They were kind of being a little flirty with each other for if if you're already engaged to somebody else. But at the same time, this is the first time they've seen each other. Tensions are high. Feelings are high. I feel like I'm glad that. I'm glad that Iyana and Jarrett were able to move past that. And I think it sucks that Mallory and Sal couldn't if that's all that there was to their issues. 
But all of them were so weirdly jealous for understanding the premise of the show they were on. Like you understand you were all dating each other, all of you. And you understand that you were not the only person. Like, why are you getting jealous? What the fuck? That's to me. That's so dumb. It's like, oh my God, I got sand on my feet. I'm at the beach. What the fuck? Hello? No shit. Yeah, no shit. He's going to be a little flirty. He was just flirting with her one week ago. I get that you're engaged, but like, okay, let's let the human emotion catch up. It's kind of that like uh, non-attachment thing. Like, just let it go. Let it go. If it's yours, it's always going to be yours. If it's not yours, there's nothing you can do to keep it. You know, just ooh, deep breaths, deep breaths. That's all. But yeah, if you have not seen Love is Blind, that shit is so good. The first season is fucking amazing. And a few of those couples are still together, like still married. Also married at first sight. Same thing. There's a couple couples that are still married, having children. Like, I think those shows are mind boggling because it's so strange relationships and love. And then that's such a strange way to meet somebody. And then also to make it work. Like what? Wild. But it just goes to show you like you don't have to settle. There are other options. You know what I mean? There's weird people everywhere. People go on TV shows and still find weirdos. So if you're finding weirdos out in them streets, yeah. Yeah. I think you just say to focus on you focus on being your best version and you will attract, you will attract good. But either way, (laughs) this show, I don't know. It, man, it just gets me thinking. It gets all the juices flowing in my head. You should watch it. If you don't have Netflix, you can't. So that would suck. (laughs) But stay tuned for more. Hopefully next week we will be back in, not hopefully next week we will be back in action uh, we've upgraded some of our equipment, so hopefully hopefully it will start sounding better. If you're not following us on social media, please do. All the links are in the description of the podcast. So like where it says like on this week's episode, Anitza will be talking about blah, blah, blah. If you just scroll a little down, you don't. it'll open it in a new window. If you just click on the link, it'll open in a whole new window. It won't even take you out of your podcasting app because I programmed it that way because your girl's smart. Okay. So follow me on social media. I just hit 70,000 followers on TikTok. So that's exciting. Hopefully all of them listen to the podcast and hopefully we start monetizing this bitch soon. (laughs) Anyway, that is all. Thank you for listening. I hope you go watch Love is Blind and I hope, I hope, I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. Bye.